Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. What is up, Eat Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Clayton here hosting for the second time this week. And joining me today is John Gallagher of ESF. What's up, my man? Hey, how's it going? I'm good, buddy. I appreciate you uh, jumping on here with me today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah, Dale got a little sensitive after uh, last episode. Me and JJ were giving it to him pretty good, so we may uh, leave him out of this one a little bit. Maybe, okay. Maybe a dig here and there, but who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see. He got all pouty about it, so I said, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> so, but uh, you know what? Today, we're just basically going to start, talk some uh, starts of sits and go from there, man. I'm, I'm excited to be doing this. Absolutely. So, basically, did you catch any news out uh came across the internet today so i was following uh the news with joe mixon like he's coming off the bye we don't know if he's gonna play he has just been getting uh work on the sideline though so that is something i'm monitoring yeah and it came out today too that mccaffrey will is going to be out this sunday i believe um so that's uh you could fire up mike davis all over again dude i had mccaffrey played against me last week so it's just it's it was really nice of him to just show up for a week That's and right. dominate on me and then just, you know, take take the rest of the season off. Yeah, well, that's that's how it is, right? That's usually yeah. how it works. I think I went back-to-back weeks. Uh, I had I was playing against uh, DK Metcalf when he went off, and then mm-hmm. someone else went off, uh, I think, it was, oh, oh, Devontae the following week. So oh, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, so I, Gary, I lost for sure. <laughs> but is what it is. Uh, yeah. Another one uh, got placed in IR today, Preston Williams. So he's uh, going to Miami. He's, yeah, yeah, he's done for the year. And uh, Matt Breida had was limited at practice. Mark Ingram is limited at practice, so he's probably going to be questionable coming into this week. And you know what? Not much else. Kenya Drake did return to practice, so but I can't imagine he's going to be on there. That uh, his timetable is a little too soon, I believe. So and outside of that, man, like you you touched on Joe Mixon. And really, yeah. that's really all the important stuff right now that we need to really talk about, I think, unless I miss something. Well, I believe Chubb is looking hmm. like he's a full go. Like, I think Chubb's coming back and looking like he's going to be, you know, you put him right back in that, that RB1 slot. So you, we're going back to the 1A, 1B between him and Hunt? Yeah, I I think I think so. I mean, because what the, the type of runner he is, is is different than Hunt. Hunt is a great, great running back. but Nick Chubb is just one of the more elite running backs if you had to build one. And I see them just going right back to him and just, you know, feeding him regularly. Yeah, and a very, very good matchup this week as well. So for yeah. for running backs. So uh yeah, yeah, I definitely forgot about that. I did read about that today too. So thank God you're on top of it, buddy. Well, so he lives. Yeah, he did miss with the sprain. Let's see. He is quoted saying he isn't sure about this week, but I do think that it's pointing to him getting getting a good workload. And he is. It looks like he's back. Uh, you know, at practice with 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 the team. 
Yeah, I mean, even even if he does miss this week, he's you pretty much guaranteed to be back next week, right? So yeah, that's what it's that, looking like. Yeah. So good, good, good. All right. Well, then why don't we just jump into this uh, starts and sits here for the week? I like it. So I'm gonna kick us off here with uh, quarterbacks. I like this week. I like Carson Wentz actually against the Giants. Um, I I believe too. Yeah, he's been he's been one of the most consistent fantasy quarterbacks this season. He's scored just under 20 fantasy points per game in five of the last six outings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles go to New York to face the Giants in Week 10, who have allowed multi-touchdown performances to three of the last four quarterbacks they have faced. And the last time they faced off in Week 7, Wentz uh, torched them for 350 and three touchdowns. So had over 33 fantasy points. So I like... Wentz in this one, especially the fact that the Giants have given up the most passing yards to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. And I Wentz do too. is coming off a bye with his boys back. Oh, yeah. And uh, one thing to to note, and a reason why I think that Wentz can have some big numbers on Sunday, is uh, Jalen Rieger. Uh, he came back uh, against Dallas, and he he looked like he was, he's his, you know, he's a burner. Uh, and he's going to be targeted heavily downfield. Yeah, I think he's going to be kind of, uh, I think they're going to try to to limit him to not even double teaming him. I think they're going to be after Travis Fulgham trying to shut him down. Yeah. For, you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that uh, it goes well because I need him to have a monster game this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you got one for me? Uh, well, I am on the fence right now, so I had to pick up Goff. I don't love having to start him, but I think he's in a good spot against Seattle. Uh, the reason I had to pick him up is is Ben Roethlisberger is unknown uh, with the COVID. Yeah, he was. Concern. Yeah, he's asymptomatic. I think that was a yeah. case of uh, he was sitting next to Vance McDonald, wasn't it, or something like that? I yeah, it was next to him on the yeah. plane. Yeah, so... Uh, so at least he doesn't like actually have symptoms. That's uh, that's on the plus side. As long as he tests negative, I think he'll be he should be good by Sunday. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I do like Goff against the Seahawks. Uh, I think that's a strong matchup, and I think they're gonna want to uh, be airing it out a little bit more uh, going forward again, especially against you know divisional opponent. Yeah, this game should. I I have a feeling this is going to be a high high scoring game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um. And the Seahawks don't have anybody to cover Woods or Cup. So I think both of those guys are going to eat this week. Yeah. And the Seahawks are giving up like 33 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks right now. Yeah. So that's uh, right there. That should be uh, a bonus right there. You know, what I, I hope. Mean? Yeah. He has the table set to to, to cook and <laughs> show Russ how to, I guess. But I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I like I don't that. think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens yeah. for sure. Um, I'll give you one more here. Um. Wasn't sure about it until I kind of did a little bit of stuff, uh, a little bit of research on it. I like Tua this week uh, oh, at yeah. home against the Chargers. I'm a good Tua matchup. Fan. Yeah, good matchup. Uh, over the last five games, the Chargers have allowed 14 total touchdowns to opposing quarterback. And you got a guy like Tua that can rush the ball. He can throw yeah. the ball. I think he's going to have a have a nice game at home this week. Right. And, you know, I mean, Herbert likes to just throw touchdowns. So, like, Tua is yeah. going to have to match, you know, and and – I think he is, I think he's ready. Like, I, I I like what I see with him on the field. Yeah, I want to see what other player Herbert decides to throw a touchdown pass to that I've never heard of ever. Yeah, he'll find somebody. <laughs> he'll find the equipment manager and hit yeah, him for six. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, is there someone else you want to talk about? 
Uh, I like so if we're if we're another divisional game, I like Drew Locke against the Raiders. Yeah, I also like that matchup as well. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're Drew Locke and you're going against the Raiders, what are you what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Who are you yeah. looking for? <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah, go for it. He's going to, he's going to be throwing, man. He's going to be tossing all over the field in this one. The the yeah. Raiders are allowing a ton of points to opposing quarterbacks in four of the last five games. So yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I that secondary is very burnable. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. They, what, they just gave up what over 302 to, to Herbert last week too. So, yeah. so they're, they're, they're worn down, I think already. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like that matchup as well. Do you have any um do you have any sits this week? Uh let's see. If I had to sit, I don't love I don't love anybody for the Bears. <laughs> if you're if you've got Foles on your roster, if you got Trubisky, but then I mean Kirk Cousins going against the Bears is, is uh is what I'm looking at right now. I don't know if I love that matchup enough to to want to slot him in. Yeah, well, number one, Dalvin Cook's just a beast right now he's been a yeah. monster the last two games and that's forcing that's forcing cousins not to he's only attempted 34 passes over two games so well, yeah. obviously the yardage isn't there i mean he's only averaging 100 uh, 190 yards passing um it's just that the receivers are there that's what i'm i'm so conflicted like adam thielen's so real uh jefferson is real like the it just it just sucks that they can't be you know the fantasy producers I want them to be as well. Yeah. And they're getting downfield. And then when they get in the red zone, he's throwing it to Irv Smith. Like, yeah. Who nobody's starting. Right. You yeah, know what but, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I do like Irv Smith though. I, so, no, so, so, so do I, so do I. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of having him as I'm actually as my sit of the week this week. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah, I, I get it. He's throwing his th- three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. into the last three games but just the yardage there's no yardage there the attempts aren't there i mean if he gets shut down and he can't score touchdowns like we're we're looking at single digit fantasy points yeah for him right so i'm not going to risk that not this late in the year when you know some teams like most of my teams are battling to make the playoffs right? oh i'm battling yeah. i am i am holding on yeah i uh i lost to jj in this one empire league we're in so yep. i lost him twice now but this last week when we're playing each other just this past weekend we were talking about it i needed 12 points out of jameson crowder on monday and i got like 11.6 so i lost it was ridiculous mm-hmm. i lost by under a point again yeah. that's for like three or four times in that league that i've lost by like less than one yeah those hurt the most <laughs> they, they certainly do i mean the blow-up losses suck but it's just like when you see the, the the total and the point discrepancy you know like all right i just that was not my week. It wasn't going to happen. But then when you see those like those 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 laser thin margins that, oh, man, that's the one where you just lose some sleep. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. look, look back. Right. Who should have I started? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, yeah. nobody. I started the best guys I could. Just yeah. Flacco sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Not a fan against uh, not a fan of his and against Washington. Um, a, he's banged up. Yeah. And B, Washington's only allowed an average of 10 fantasy points per game in the last four weeks. And in three of the last four games, Stafford has only averaged just over 14 fantasy points and only thrown and has only thrown multiple touchdowns in one of those games. So, mm-hmm. you know, no Galladay. I guess I get you got Hawkinson, you know, Marvin Jones, but that's about it. So I'm not 
not keen on that. Washington's a sneaky team to be playing against right That's now. That's what uh, I was just going to say that they, yeah. their defense is, has been very sneaky and they uh, they are better than than what people may think because, you know, people don't associate the Washington football team with that good of a team <laughs> right now. But exactly. their their defense is playing pretty well. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely it's been a surprise for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. I give me give me another one. You got one. Uh, so the, uh, the Tennessee matchup against the Colts, we got, we have Ryan Tannehill going against the Colts and the Colts defense has been real. Yeah. So that, that matchup right there has me concerned. Uh, and you know, you know, with how they feed Derrick Henry, it just, it's hard to believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to be throwing for, for anything that that's going to be serviceable in your fantasy lineup. Yeah. I, yeah. The Colts are giving up the fewest fantasy points position. Um, only two quarterbacks this year have eclipsed over 20 points against them. Mm. So I definitely do not like him in this matchup. Oh. And literally the Colts have only given up the third fewest touchdown passes to quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. I think, I think if you're looking at the fact that he has had plus matchups lately and he hasn't been able to produce, he hasn't had more than 18 points in the last three weeks. So, yeah. um, not sure what's happening there. Hopefully they get back to, back to a norm and, you know, start getting like Corey Davis, the ball again and, just kind of passing around everywhere, you know what I mean? So yeah, hopefully well, he can do that. Actually, I mean, all he really needs to do is just feed AJ Brown. AJ Brown is yeah. a freak oh, and yeah, a phenom. So oh, and, yeah. and then if he's getting, if he's taken out of the picture, then find your other receivers. Like, come on, like John sure. who's even there. He Johnny Smith has been horrible the last three weeks. So yeah, which is that was surprising because he came on strong and like look at the guy and he's a beast. The, yeah. like, that guy would be a real tough cover over the middle. And yeah, I, I think I think he's his his blow up game is kind of lying in wait uh, on you know for the second half of the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll tell you my last guy here. I got. I mean, it's, it's an obvious one, I would think, but I wanted to touch on it anyways. Jake Luton of the Packers looks like he's going to get the start again this week. Look good his first start, but you're also playing the Texans. It's a different defense. He's yeah, playing, way it, different. Defense. It's a different defense, and he's got to go to Lambeau. And the it's, Packers have only allowed one quarterback to top 14 points in the last five weeks. There, this is going to be. Uh, rude awakening, I think, for for Luton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did they did open the passing game up a bit, but it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard to do that, you know, with the Jacksonville warm weather team going into Lambo and might be a little chilly. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see we'll see how that goes, but it might be tough sledding. I like I like the James Robinson matchup though. Oh, on the ground, one hundred percent. We'll talk about him. If you actually, that's a good segue. Do you wanna? Do you wanna talk about him in our hundred percent? Hundred percent. Go at it. I mean, he's uh, he's been doing it for him. They they brought in like with some Thompson. They they've spread it around a little bit. I don't love it, but James Robinson has still been highly productive, and. Against the Packers, they're susceptible uh, against the run. They don't stop it very well very often. So if they look to feed James Robinson like they have done before in the games where they were successful, I think he could have a, a monster game coming up. Oh, yeah. What I like about this, too, this kid this kid, just a stud. Simple as that. Simple as he, that. Uh, he almost 100 yards last week, with, and that's with the rookie's first start. I was completely down on all these guys. Right. And I, I blew it last week. So And then now, now you're going into Lambo against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Great pass defense, but they're allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs and have allowed the most rushing touchdowns on the year with 15. So 
that's uh that's a that's a full goal for me yeah 100%. i'm good with that i'm gonna talk about jd mckissick obviously i have man crush on this guy for some <laughs> reason i don't know i hate him when he was playing anywhere else but in this in this offense he's just he's awesome mm-hmm. i like actually both him and antonio gibson yeah i'm a big uh, antonio gibson fan yeah, McGissick's coming off a huge 14-target game, had nine catches for 65 yards last week, mm-hmm. and now has six catches in four of the last five games. So I think with the Alex Smith behind there, or whether it's Haskins, I think he's still going to be relied on heavily in the passing game. Yeah. And even though they're going to be splitting carries, I still like Gibson to be the early down back and the goal line back. I think McKissick, where he's going to make his, is in the passing game. Yeah. So PPR, definitely, you get him in your lineups. And either way, I think Gibson's a must-play anywhere else. So I just think, and the Lions have also allowed the most receiving yards to and receiving touchdowns to running backs this year over the last two weeks. Yeah, Lions haven't been that great on on defense. I would I would be all systems go for any running back really going against them. Yeah, I like that. All right, and uh, you got another one. Let's see. I really do like the matchup. Let me just see if I have my numbers. Uh, let's see. This one was a different one than we talked about earlier. Let me see. I like the matchup with, uh, I like, well, I like, I actually like Swift a little bit against, uh, Washington too, if we're going to stay over in, in, in Detroit. Uh, but otherwise, uh, a dart throw. I, I kind of like Josh Kelly this week. Yeah, so I I know that uh, there's a little a little bit of a disagreement there, but <laughs> who do they have? Here's my problem with that. Here, like we and I just I just posted some on Twitter like literally an hour ago about this. So now they're talking about Tromaine pa- Tro what's his name Tromaine Pope. Pope. Yeah, he's yeah. coming back now. So now you got Balage who dominated last week with Jackson. It was just silly. Yeah, you got yeah, killing <laughs> Balage. Yeah, you got. Josh Kelly. Now you got Pope who dominated two weeks ago before he went out with a concussion. So this whole backfield is a disaster. And in this, and the reason why I posted like, what are, what are people going to do with this guy or who who are they playing? Everyone's like, stay away. And I I agree with that. But in a 20 team league that I'm in, I already have Jackson. He's hurt. So I'm like, Oh, I, well, I looked at the wire today, like without even blowing my wire, my, my waiver priority and Balazs is there. So I picked him up too. So I was just kind of wondering, do I hang on to Balazs or do I just say, forget it and wait yeah, for that Jackson? One's rough. That one's rough. But then am I going to be playing Frank Gore next week when McKinnon's on a buy? Like we're talking 20 team, like yeah, running backs are gold. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm talking like, if you get a, a running back that gets at least 10, uh, 10 touches, you're laughing. Right. And that's why I have Gore on my roster. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but I think I think I might get I I'm gonna try to hold off on a defensive player because I I had to uh, release a bad ID because it's an IDP league two four of them uh-huh. so I dropped a defensive player to pick up Balaj I'm gonna try to get away without having to play a defensive player in that slot just to wait and see how this plays out I get it some some maneuverings some roster management <laughs> yeah so but yeah give me the reason why you like him uh he's I mean. He's good, and he was the guy. So I don't, I don't know what happened where they they thought they could get away from him. But in my opinion, he's the bet. He's better than Jackson. He's better than Pope. So I think it's all security issues. I think I remember he went through a phase where it was like he, I think he fumbled the ball like 
three times in two games, that's when he started to fall out of favor. I, I believe that was the case. Yeah, and it could be it could be just an extended stay in the doghouse. Uh, I don't know, uh, but he is a more talented running back with a a brighter future on that organization because he is the youngest of all of them. And they should be playing him for that reason, right? Exactly. They're, so, so like if if I'm the coach, like yeah, I I understand that in the beginning of the season when we didn't have you know a lot of preseason that my rookie had some fumbling issues, but. You know, you you still drafted him high. You still thought he was going to be the guy. Like I, I, I still think you should try and get this kid going. And I think eventually, and if these guys keep getting hurt at the pace that they're going, I think they might have no choice but to let him just that's just true, run that's true. free, right? So yeah. Uh, another running back I like to start, uh, who's coming off injury, is Miles Sanders. Yeah. So he's he's coming back and it. Miles Sanders, especially on my team, uh, that's been ravaged by in- injuries, like to get a marquee name back in your lineup is nice. So uh, I'm all systems uh, go for Miles Sanders. Yeah, I uh, I had him come back. I have him on that 20 team league, too. And it's been yeah, I'm very happy that he's back. Yeah, <laughs> I had to roll with Jackson and McKinnon for a couple weeks. There. Right. It, was, it was tough sledding, but I managed to squeak out wins with the rest of my team. So it was nice. good. Yeah. yeah so um. I actually like Leonard Fournette this week against the Panthers. Uh, I know they were had a brutal game. They're not running the ball at all. I think they tied uh, or broke the record for the least amount of touches or running plays in a game, I believe, last week with five, okay. I think, they had okay. total. <laughs> so um, I think they're going to get back to, to running the ball in this one. I, Brady had a terrible game last week, but Fournette outsnapped Jones in every game in the last three weeks. And the Panthers have struggled against running backs, allowing over 20 points, 21 fantasy points per game. And the last time these two faced uh, in week two, that's where we saw Fournette's coming out party for over 102 touchdowns. So yeah, okay, yeah, I like, I like it. it. I like it. Yeah, I'm just, I like I, I'm Team Rojo, so it's hard. <laughs> for, it's hard for me to go against him. Uh, it's just it's tough to it's tough to see with with the Tampa Bay offense. Like what, like when are they just gonna either commit to Rojo or commit to Fournette because game by game, it's hard to really determine who they're trying to get going. Yeah. And that's, a, that's the thing. I just, I made a trade. Um, someone in one of my leagues gave up on, on Rojo because I have, I'm, I'm just trying to deal this whole team away because I'm <laughs> terrible. I'm like <laughs> one in eight in it. It's just brutal. Yeah. Um, so I, I took him on. I said to him, like, you're giving up too early, man. I'm like, because the thing is with Fournette, you start giving him more touches. He's, he's injury prone. You know what yeah. I mean? He, he, he's been banged up for sure. Yeah. One hit, something like that. He's out and then bang. Like, I mean, you got Rojo now. You got a 20 plus guy again, right? Yeah. So. But uh, I'm going to go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, like, uh, what are your thoughts with uh, with Houston at the Browns? You know what? I like I I think I don't think David Johnson's going to be a go. Banged up, obviously. Um, status is up in the air. But I like Duke this week. You know, a revenge game. <laughs> Mm. i do love i love revenge games yeah should see 20 plus touches against the browns this week and he should be heavily involved in all aspects of it so i'm curious to see what he's going to do with a full workload to be honest with you yeah so i do i definitely like him this week Mm -hmm. i'll tell you one guy i'm not a fan of this week and that's going to be the guy i talked about who i'm relying on is Jarek mckinnon yeah that's (laughs) a tough one at the saints uh Obviously, decent game last week. Um, finished with game with almost 70 total yards and a touchdown. 
Now, this week's not an easy matchup at all, man. The Saints have come out swinging. They're only allowing 80 yards rushing per game to running backs and have not given up a touchdown in four straight games. So that is a red flag for me. I'm like, uh, but I have to start them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mo- Simple as a, that. A lot of the San Francisco offense is a red flag right now. It's just yeah. tough. It's tough to rely on them, which is a bummer because there's a lot of there's a lot of studs on that team that are usual very good fantasy producers. Yeah, exactly. And then we got to think about uh, the fact of who who's going to play this week. Is it going to be a hasty week or who is it going to be? I thought it was going to be a hasty week last week, and they and old and old tired legs had a good game. So I just don't know. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> definitely up in the air. Yeah, yeah uh, give me a guy that you're sitting this week. Uh, I am not. I don't love Melvin Gordon against the Raiders. Uh, I think that's a that's a tough matchup, and uh, it doesn't look like he's the guy there. Yeah, he he's definitely. I think I think the preferred guy is is Lindsey right now moving forward. I think. Right. I just don't think you know Gordon hasn't shown the explosiveness that he had like earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he this DUI like fucked him up or something. But <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know if he's just worried about it. Or maybe something's coming down the pipe, right? You never know. So yeah, I just uh, I, I'm not a fan of Gordon. I had a question. So where are you with Jonathan Taylor this week against uh, against Tennessee? You know what I. I want to say he's going to have a decent game, but what worries me is Wilkins has been so good this past, uh, these past few weeks. And right. He's been out snapping Taylor every week. And then you could throw Hines in there too. Right. Everyone was saying this was a JT backfield when he got drafted and came out like week one and he was nowhere to be found, showed Mm -hmm. up a couple games. And then all of a sudden he's just kind of falling back down the depth chart. Right. So, so like week two, they gave him 26 attempts. Yeah. You know, and then 13, 17, 12, 12, and then 11, 6. And they just, they're, they're going down and they're not just, they're not feeding him the way that you, you want him to. And it's, it's too much of a committee, which is just, it's just too much of a bummer because Jonathan Taylor is good. That's oh, a yeah. good football. That's a good football player. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. So like, and that's just, a, that's a tough one to leave on the bench. And especially I, when we're seeing you might the way that to. all these, yeah, when we're seeing all these rookies that are dominating right now, right, having yeah. great games, yeah, you're wondering why it's not happening for him. So, um, yeah, outside of that, that's pretty much the sits that I have. Um, yeah. Unless you have a couple more, we could just jump over to the wide receiver position. Uh, no, let's go. All right, I'm a huge, huge believer, fan of Allen Robinson this week yeah. against the Vikings. Uh, I love Allen Robinson. Yeah, he's averaging almost 10 targets a game. Coming off back-to-back 80-yard games and scored once in two games. So that's the only downside of it. But uh, he's going to find success this week against the Vikings, who have allowed the most receiving touchdowns to opposing wide receivers and have allowed six receivers to go over 90-plus yards against them. So yeah. I, I think like Robinson tops 80 yards and finds the end zone at least once this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the matchup. I, it would be a dream come true to get Allen Robinson out of Chicago yeah, uh, and, and anywhere where there's a quarterback that can get him the ball. But, yeah, I think against that matchup, Allen Robbins is too good not to have a good day. Yeah, agreed. Let's hear who uh, you're starting. Let's see. I like – well, this, mine kind of hinges on Ben Roethlisberger. 
So yeah. I'm I'm high on both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I like both of them to start. Uh, if if we're not gonna be over there, we can talk about uh, a former Steeler. Uh, we can talk about Antonio Brown against the Panthers. So, sorry, my little guy just broke into the to the studio here. Oh no worries. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> he does this at least every show. He just whips open the door and just he just threw this like stuffed puppy at me. So, but yeah, I, I, Antonio Brown, I like him. Uh, yeah, I think his usage obviously was a little bit more than what I expected being in the first game. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I like, I mean, I know how he was. People like like to talk about when he was in New England and the usage that Brady had with him then. But uh, it's kind of with with the amount of weapons that they have, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to play out moving forward. You got Evans there, you got Gronk, you got Godwin now healthy. Mm-hmm. I want to see how much he spreads this ball around. And the the one good thing about uh, Brown is he's playing out of the slot. Um, I just think Brady's going to target the shit out of him moving yeah, forward. Yeah, he can especially get dirty starting this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he w- the game back was it? He had he had five targets with three receptions. Uh, yeah, I could I, I see that going up as the season progresses, definitely. Yeah, and then we're just going out to see. Well, yeah, I mean, like, dude, like you were talking about Rojo or Fournette, you know, those guys. Um, are they just going to say, is Aaron just going to say, you know what? We're going to run the ball 10 times a game and we're going to throw the ball 40 times a game, right? With with the weapons that they have, like, you could spread that ball around and give all these guys, you know, almost close to double digit targets in a game. Yeah, you really could. Yeah, so uh, I like the one guy I like is uh, Emmanuel Sanders against the 49ers. Uh, uh-huh. You know, when he's on the field, this guy's producing at a high volume, high rate. He's not scored less than below 13 points since week two. It's currently averaging over 17 fantasy points mm-hmm. for all and, the rest of the games that he's played. And you've got you've got a, a, a tinge of revenge game with that one. Because exactly. I, I do think the 49ers should have held on to Sanders uh after last year that was a that was a really good wide receiver for them and i mean if you look at them right now they're struggling yeah and they've allowed the most receiving touchdowns and most fantasy points over the last two weeks so yeah they're they're hurting defensively <laughs> and i think uh breeze is going to take it to them this week hey yeah that could happen it could be yeah it, and yeah it could be revenge all over too like breeze remembers last year around this time when when the 49ers went to new orleans and had a great game had a great oh, yeah. comeback victory and Drew Brees probably doesn't like that. And the 49ers look like they can get, you know, punched on a bit. So, uh, yeah, do you think Brees is going to take it to him? Yeah, I might just say, you know, they might abandon the run game the whole game and just throw. and Just let it fly. Or every time they touch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's jump to our switch sits of the week. Who do you got? Uh-huh. Uh, so the uh, the Jacoby Myers versus the Ravens matchup, uh, that looks like a tough one. Tell me about that. You know what? I'm not falling. I'm not falling for it. I mean, I love Jacoby Myers. I liked him last year. Uh Um, I get it. He went off for almost 170 yards on 14 targets last week, but that was against the Jets. Yeah. Now they're facing the Ravens in week 10. have not allowed a wide receiver to get double digit targets in a game since week four. And I've only allowed one touchdown and no more than 70, 70 yards to a receiver since week seven. So the usage may be there for Myers, the production, not so much. You know right, what I mean? Right. So he, he may be targeted 10 times, but the, I, he's not going to put up anywhere near these kind of numbers like he did uh, last week. I agree with you. So uh, let's see. 
Uh, if we uh, go back to uh, Detroit, who do you like? Uh, or sorry, who do you not like uh, it, there? There's not there's not much to even speak on uh, on the receivers like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, but Marvin Jones, uh, you know what? I he's not getting targeted enough. Like he's only caught he hasn't caught more than three passes in two straight games. Yeah. Hawkinson's just dominated in every aspect of the receiving game: uh, targets, receiving yards, touchdowns, mm-hmm. um, and you know, back to Washington talking about their, uh, was it we were talking about, uh, yeah, their defense in general. Yeah. They've allowed the ninth fewest receptions to wide receivers this year. Yeah, they show up. Yeah. So, not a big fan. Are you, uh, what are you, what are you doing with DJ Chark this week at the Packers? Uh, DJ Chark, I, I like because of his role, but I mean, so he's probably going to get shadowed by Jair Alexander. And that's not awesome. So I, I think he's going to have a, a really, really rough day against the Packers. And I don't see, I mean, he's, he's real. He, that's a real wide receiver and he is, he is liable to, to, to break it on you, but I just don't see it against the Packers this week. Yeah. Keep, keep in mind though, um, keep an eye on the injury report. Uh, Alexander suffered a concussion last week. Did he? So yeah. So if he if he's not active, basically you can fire Chark up on all cylinders. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, just just keep an eye out on that. But I agree with you. You know, if he if he is in the game, yeah. I think you're going to try your best to stay away from him. My yeah. like basically being at Lambeau, rookie quarterback and Alexander doesn't uh, doesn't equal for success in my opinion. Right. Another another DJ to sit. I think this week it's got to be DJ Moore. Yeah. You I don't know? know what's happening in that in that receiving game. So, and, and it's so annoying. I'm such a big DJ Moore believer. Uh, I mean, coming out of Maryland, he's so real, and he was a, he was quietly a thousand yard receiver last year. But this is not the year for DJ Moore, and I think you got to sit him this week against Tampa. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I, I don't like any of those receivers against Tampa's uh, defense. I, granted, what happened last week, I I Tampa just didn't show up. I, they're a way better defense than what they did last week. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, then why don't we just uh, go over to the starts of the week for the uh, tight end position? I'll kick us off here. I like uh, Eric Ebron actually. Yeah. Against the Bengals. Uh, the hurdlers. Yeah, scored in back. Yeah, <laughs> scored in back-to-back games, and is currently averaging over fat, 12 fantasy points per game, and almost six targets a game, and he has at least 50 yards or a score in the last three weeks. So mm-hmm. I like that. The Bengals are allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and they've allowed the third most touchdowns to the position. So I mean, you basically just remember that stat in general. See what happens this week, and then basically any tight end playing against the Bengals is pretty much startable. Yeah. <laughs> so. And the fact is, the last the they've given up six touchdowns. They've all allowed in the last five weeks, so they're allowing at least one a week to to the tight end position. So he should be getting in that end zone. Let's hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I like I like Evan Ingram a lot against the Eagles. I think uh, I think his targets uh, his target share has been pretty monstrous these last three games. Uh, you're going from nine targets, ten targets, ten targets. Uh, if I see that continuing against Philly and I, I like Evan Ingram to have a great game. Yeah. And they've given up the third most receptions to tight ends this year too. So that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, We talked about him earlier. I wouldn't really touch on him too, too much, but TJ Hawkinson, 
double-digit fantasy points in six of the last eight games, has a touchdown in four of the last five games, and just a monster, monster target hog. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the volume. You're going to want to get him in there. So, Yeah, he's what actually you- the – that's the pass catcher out of Detroit that is just – He's just so consistent. And like, is he on his way to a top three tight end uh, season? I would say, yeah, because we I talked about that last week, too, with, with JJ, I believe, or in our uh, waiver wire episode. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. Like, basically, you could go right now. You go Travis Kelsey and then maybe Waller and then yeah. pretty much Hawkinson, yeah. in my opinion. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's everybody else. Everyone's still high on Mark Andrews, but we'll we'll get to him. Yeah. We'll get to him because yeah. I do not like him this week. But um, well, why don't we just kick that off right there? Why don't we just go to the tight end sits then? Sure. Um, I'll start. I'll start with Mark Andrews. Yeah. Touchdown dependent now. Like touchdown this guy, dependent. You know what? The Patriots have been awesome against tight ends over and are allowing just over seven points per game. The fact that he's not being targeted, he's touchdown dependent, and you got a Patriots defense that's not allowing next to nothing for fantasy points. I'm not getting him in my lineup. Yeah, that's a rough one. It, the The targets are just, I'll, I mean, they're not as they're not as abundant. They're not as meaningful as they were last year. It just, uh, it's, he seems to be just elsewhere than he was, you know, last year when when he was just always falling in the end zone. Uh, another thing that can happen uh, is that good players get Belichicked and they don't <laughs> have good games. So I, I see that happening with a few Ravens players. I mean, and Mark Andrews is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Marquise Brown. I don't know, man. They keep talking about the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but didn't happen last week. I didn't don't know happen last week. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, but I, again, I don't think that's Brown's fault. That could just be that the that Greg Roman offense just doesn't. Like once people start figuring it out, it is hard to it's hard to it's hard to score. Like they oh, yeah. they're they're calling they're calling the plays at the line of scrimmage, the defenses, and it is getting it's getting rough for the Ravens. They're just yeah. they're they're holding on because they're tremendous athletes. All of Ex- them. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. give give me give me one that you don't have that you're not starting this week. Uh, let's see. I that I am not starting. Yeah, I am not starting. starting. Uh, I well, let's see. If, if we were going to uh, Saints and Niners, uh, Jared Cook, let's let's talk about him. Uh, Michael Thomas and Sanders back. Jared Cook oh, okay. on assistance, okay. <laughs> in my opinion. He only targeted three times uh, three times last week. Um, yeah. And he basically, when Thomas has been out, and going back to Sanders, you know, Jared Cook scoring touchdowns. He's getting, he's getting a touch, uh, scoring touchdowns, getting targets, getting receptions, right? Mm-hmm. Now you go to, now you get Michael Thomas, Sanders back in the mix. And he's basically, I mean, you're looking at what the, now he turns into the, maybe the fourth look on this team, the fourth option. Yeah. You know, so that's, uh, that's the issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So who do you got? Uh, who do you got as another sit? Not a fan of, well, we kind of touched on him earlier. Uh, Johnny Smith versus the Colts. Basically, target share has dropped mostly due to poor quarterback play. And over the last four games, he's only averaging one and a half receptions a game. So, And the Colts rank number one against defending the tight end. So, no that's thanks. That's a rough one. Yeah, no <laughs> <Yeah>. thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, well, that takes care of that position. But I got a couple things I want to ask you before we uh, before we end this show, buddy. Yeah. Um, 
Is there a deep sleeper that's not on this list that could surprise us like this week? Uh, I like Jalen Rieger to be that surprise that we touched on him earlier. Uh, I don't think he's in on many people's uh, rosters or lineups, so I would look to to add him where you can. And I I think that he's going to have a very meaningful role on that Eagles offense. And he's, he's very, very soon, I think we'll be seeing a ceiling game out of him. Well, and then even when he was in there, right? Like when, when he didn't start the season, he kind of had this like little like mediocre offense, right? And the minute he stepped in there, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you, you could see, you could see the, the, the ball rolling. You see Wentz, you know, looking his way and stuff like that. And then he got hurt. Now it's kind of then obviously they got Travis Fulgham stepped up, right? So did it's going to be definitely stepped yeah, up at step, old Dominion, Travis yeah, Fulgham. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what he does now with uh, with the, with having all of his weapons back. Uh-huh. My guy, you know, what's going to be actually is Michael Pittman Jr. Actually, uh, oh, I love club. Pittman. I mean, I know I know Hilton did come out today. He's off the injury report, but uh-huh. You know what? The Titans are allowing the second most fantasy points to wide receiver position. I think even if Hilton does play, I don't think he's going to have much of a role, to be honest with you. No, I, I think. I, and, well, Pittman ahead. is built. Pittman is built like the perfect uh, Rivers receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. And I just think that um, he's slowly he's slowly going to be pushing for that wide receiver in that wide receiver one talk on that team, I think. Yeah, I agree. With Hilton, you. Hilton hasn't been the same for, I don't even know how many years, a couple years for sure. So, yeah. All right. Another one I want to ask you about is, well, you kind of touched on him earlier. Uh, Joe Mixon and his, uh, what, what do you want to do with him? Oh like, man, I want to start him. I like him. So because the, the injuries this week with the Bengals, Joe Mixon, uh, Hart and Jonah Williams, like the offensive line, like they're all kind of coming back this week. So if Mixon's good to go, I, I'm going to believe that that Williams and Hart are also going to be. And that's an improvement for Joe Mixon. So Joe Mixon's been working on the sideline. It's something I'm monitoring. Uh, if they if he gets a full practice in before uh, game day, I am I'm rolling with him. Yeah, I see I'm on the opposite spectrum of you. I'm leaning at not playing them, uh, mm-hmm. especially against the Steelers this week. Uh, they haven't they've allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs and also the fourth fewest red zone touches to running backs. So, I mean, the Steelers defense is legit. And mm-hmm. I just think even beforehand, like Geo came in, you know, was highly productive. When Annoyingly. Mixon wasn't in, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scored three touchdowns, ranked yeah. as an RB3 during this two-game stint as a starter. So, yeah. uh, Mixon... He's averaged only 11 and a half points per game in five of his six games this year. So I don't know if he doesn't, I find if he doesn't get in the end zone, it's going to be a tough, tough slate for him this yeah. week. And then let me ask you, is there a stud or somebody that we would, you know, that's in the lineup that you're starting pretty much everyone's starting weekly. Yeah. Uh, based if that's on injuries or bye weeks or whatever, you're still starting these guys mm-hmm. with a good matchup. Is there somebody that you're not too keen on? Uh, someone who's going to pretty much let us down this week? So I don't. So letting down might be a little harsh, but I think that DK Metcalf might get the Jalen Ramsey treatment all get all game and not be as productive as he, you know, as the weekend week out. I I think Tyler Lockett actually eats up. Uh, a bit that game and has a strong outing because I think defenses are looking to key on DK Metcalf just a bit more because of how freakish he is. Yeah, 
That's a that's a good one actually. I didn't even think about that. Um, mm. you know what? I'm not a fan. Actually, I guess I could go the same way as you. Not a, basically tem- tempering my expectations with these guys. Yeah. Uh, Devonte Parker is that guy for me. I mean, I know to is starting to favor him a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I know the fact that Chargers are giving up a ton of yardage through the air, but the problem is, is it's not on the outside receiver. It's not the outside receivers. Right. I mean, if you're a slot receiver, you're going to eat against them. But yeah. the fact that they're that that they play so tight on the outside, they've only allowed uh, given up four touchdowns to receivers running routes on the outside. I'm just uh, I'd rather I'd rather go whoever their their slot receiver is uh, would be yeah. what is that Grant or would that be? It'd be great. Sure. Or I, I like Siki too, uh, because he he eats a lot. You know, he they they play they deploy him out of the slot and, and at that tight end position, he's just in the middle a lot of the field. Uh, I like Tua a lot. I I kind of want to see him. I got to see you know what chemistry develops and with what player. Yeah, I agree for sure. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to be it. Um, you're on Twitter. Where can uh, Eat Nation find you on Twitter, John? Uh, you can find me at Genghis underscore John underscore. Jeez. Now, how come I get the heat from Brito all the time with how bad my, uh, how tough it was to find me on Twitter? <laughs> See, I, I don't I mean, cr- people always try to criticize a creative mind. And I think that that's what you were dealing with. And you know what? You're not going to hear that from me. But I broke down, buddy. I broke down and now I changed my handle to at Canadian Clay FF. So. Okay. You're, you're more of a man than I am, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Well, that's going to be it, buddy. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back on next week for the same kind of show, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. 100%. All right, man. Thanks again for jumping on with me. I appreciate it. Hey, you bet. Right, buddy. Yep, you have a good one. Yeah. yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep. All night, every night. Now's a perfect time to renew your sleep with the one-of-a-kind comfort of Tempur-Pedic and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. The wake up early, do a little studying, take the dog out, finish that audiobook until the very end. Finish that workout, then stop by McDonald's for breakfast and somehow manage to do it all before that 10 a.m. meeting meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Any two for two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.